Hello and welcome to this School of Surgery podcast on diseases of the breast. My name is Philip Perez and I'm a surgical registrar at the Royal Derby Hospital and I'm today joined by Miss Caroline Courtney who is a consultant breast surgeon at the Royal Derby Hospital. This podcast is going to be the first of a series of podcasts which looks at diseases of the breast and it is today going to cover history taking, triple assessment and benign breast disease. So, Miss Courtney, can you tell me what are the important points to include when taking history from a patient presenting with a breast symptom? Well, first of all, you want to know what symptom the patient is actually uh, presenting with, as they may come with a number of problems. The majority of patients who uh, come to us uh, via the GP will describe feeling a breast lump. So the basic points you want to know about the presenting symptom are what side is affected, is it unilateral or bilateral, what is the duration of their symptoms and what are their specific symptoms. So for example, if the patient uh, describes feeling a lump on the breast, you would ask her to tell you how long it has been there, where in the breast it is, if it is a painful lump or not, and whether this lump is related to her menstrual cycle. You would also want to know about any past history of breast disease or any previous breast lumps. Okay, that's very helpful. Can you talk to me about the significance of breast pain when taking history from patients coming to breast clinic? Well, breast pain is an extremely common symptom and probably makes up the majority of the complaints that we see in, in new patients. By and large, uh, we can generally reassure patients who are presenting with pain as it is extremely uncommon for pain to be a primary presentation of a breast cancer. However, it can be a very significant symptom for patients uh, and once again we need to take quite a full history from them uh, regarding uh, the nature of their pain so that we can discuss with them what the possible etiologies of it are. Okay, so what are the common causes of breast pain? Well, there are several. So one very common cause is cyclical breast pain. Uh, And as the name would suggest, uh, that is often related to the the menstrual cycle. And patients will typically present with discomfort and lumpiness in their breasts that uh, typically is worse before the onset of their menstrual period. This type of pain tends to be in the the central breast. Another very common cause of breast pain is actually uh, chest wall pain. And typically, if you have a patient presenting to you complaining of pain in the lateral aspect of their breast or uh, high in the axilla, then you may wish to consider whether their pain actually has a musculoskeletal etiology rather than true breast pain. It's a very useful tip to have the patient lying on their side and uh, pressing gently over their lateral chest wall to see if you can elicit a pain response in this area, which would tend to uh, suggest they have some discomfort in the, the muscular musculature of their chest wall rather than the actual breast tissue. Another related cause of pain here uh, can be very medial pain in the breast and that can be related to costochondritis. Can you tell me about nipple discharge and what questions you need to ask about discharge from the nipple? 
For once again, it's important to determine whether the nipple discharge is unilateral or bilateral. And the bilateral nipple discharge would tend to uh, suggest uh, a more benign cause. We further want to know what the nature of the nipple discharge is, uh, particularly what colour is it? Is it a milky discharge or a green or serous or brown discharge? All of which can fall under the, the headings of potentially physiological discharges. The sorts of discharge that may concern us more are unilateral bloody discharges. We'd also like to know from the patient whether the discharges are spontaneous or on pressing the nipple. And we'd like to know whether they are coming from one duct from the nipple or multi-ducts. And again, that can help us to formulate an idea as to whether this is a nipple discharge that is of significance and potentially representing an underlying malignancy or whether it is more likely to have of an so can you tell me about triple assessment of patients with breast disease and what this involves? Well, the whole ethos of uh, diagnose, diagnosing either benign or malignant breast disease really is centred around uh, triple assessment. So this involves three components. First of all is clinical examination. Uh, second component is appropriate imaging. And the third component is histological or cytological examination. And this allows us to confidently, confidently make diagnoses of both benign and malignant breast disease. So when you talk about imaging, what imaging modalities are typically used for patients and are the different types of imaging modality you'd use for different patients? Well, the common uh, modalities that would be used in a symptomatic breast clinic are mammography and breast ultrasound. Which of these investigations are used will very much depend upon the patient's history and also upon the patient's age. So, for example, because young women have very dense breasts, mammography is typically not a particularly useful investigation. So, for many units, they will have cut-off age below which we will not routinely carry out mammograms and this may be 35 or 40 years of age. Is there any role for MRI in imaging breast patients? There is a role for MRI in imaging breast patients but not in the initial phase of triple assessment so we would tend to rely on mammography for uh, those patients in whom it may be useful or the second uh, imaging modality that we uh, use very commonly in the, the breast clinic is breast ultrasound. And of course, this is a non-invasive and painless test, which is suitable for patients of all ages and can give us very useful information, particularly if someone is presenting with a very focal symptom. Uh, we can do a targeted ultrasound of that area. It's a very useful examination for determining whether a palpable mass is solid or cystic. And the third component of triple assessment you mentioned was pathology. How do we obtain pathology from these patients? Well, we would want a histological or a cytological um, sample from any patient uh, presenting with a definite lesion in their breast, whether that was palpable or impalpable. 
historically, uh, cytology has been used uh, fairly commonly in the triple assessment process, but by and large, for investigating uh, breast masses, it has been replaced by core biopsy. This may be done freehand by a clinician uh, in the case of a palpable lesion, or it may be done under imaging control, and that can be um, using uh, mammography or ultrasound guided biopsy. The advantage of a core biopsy over an FRA is that it gives us architectural information about the lesion that we are trying to investigate. So, for example, uh, if we are looking at a benign lesion, it can tell us what sort of benign lesion it is, such as a fibroadenoma or a thyroidase tumour or an area of fat necrosis. Conversely, if we are carrying out triple assessment for a suspected malignancy, uh, core biopsy is very useful for telling us the type of breast cancer, giving us a provisional grade uh, of cancer and also giving us some information on the receptor status uh, of a lesion. And all of these things are very useful in planning uh, the patient's next stage of treatment. Cytology simply tells us whether the cells we obtain are benign or malignant, so it is less useful for investigating breast masses, but it is still routinely used, for example, in looking at abnormal lymph glands in the presence of an abnormal breast lesion, because all we want to know in this instance is are, are the lymph glands benign or malignant. Thank you. So we're going to move on now to talk about uh, breast lumps and how one would describe a breast lump and what terms you'd use when recording what you felt when examining the patient. Well, first of all, I would describe the laterality of the lump, whether it was in the left or the right breast. I would describe where in the breast the lump was. And there are a number of ways people may choose to do this by describing it. Uh, as being in one of the quadrants of the breast or by describing it as a position on a clock face. You then need to uh, give an idea of the size of the lump uh, and it is usually described in millimetres. You want to describe the consistency of the lump, whether it is a firm lump or a soft lump, whether it feels smooth or irregular, whether it is fixed to either the overlying skin or the underlying muscle, and whether there is any other associated symptoms with it, for example, skin tethering, ulceration through the skin, or any other contour changes. Thank you. So, if we now move on to talk about some benign breast diseases, I think one of the most common benign lesions of the breast are breast cysts. Could you tell me a bit about those? Well, breast cysts are very common and they can occur in women of any age, but the most typical age profile of someone presenting with a breast cyst will be in a perimenopausal woman or an older woman because breast cysts will typically arise due to the involution of the breast tissue as one ages. 
So a palpable cyst will uh, generally be palpable as a discrete lesion. It feels quite firm and it generally has a, a smooth surface and you will not expect it to be fixed to any other structures in the breast. And how would we manage a patient with a breast cyst? If it is a palpable cyst, uh, the patient may be offered aspiration, uh, and that is a simple freehand needle aspiration of the cyst aspirate. And it's also very important to make sure that we re-examine the patient post-aspiration to ensure there is no residual palpable abnormality. If the cysts are impalpable, if, for example, they are picked up as an incidental finding uh, at mammography or ultrasound and they're not the patient's primary presenting problem, you may be left alone. It's also important to note that if a cyst is diagnosed and is seen on ultrasound, we must be clear that it is a simple cyst. If there is any suggestion of debris or material within a cyst, then any aspiration should be done under ultrasound guidance, uh, which would allow biopsy of any residual cyst content, because rarely you can get an intracystic carcinoma. Thank you. Another very common benign lesion of the breast is a fibroadenoma. Can, we, can you tell me something about those, please? Once again, these are very common benign lesions of the breast. The typical presentation will be in a, a younger woman, and they are very often referred to as a breast mouse. And this is a reflection of the very discreet uh, nature of these lesions and the fact that they can feel very mobile within the breast uh, when you're trying to examine them. So they will typically uh, present as a distinct, palpable uh, lesion which feels uh, firm uh, and is very discreet uh, from the surrounding breast tissue. Many women will also uh, present to the breast clinic with, with another problem and may be incidentally found to have a, a fibroadenoma, either on mammogram or ultrasound, which they haven't previously been aware of. And it's not uncommon for fibroadenomas to be picked up as part of the, the breast screening program with the patient, having been completely unaware of its presence. Okay, so what treatments can we offer for a palpable fibroadenoma? Well, first of all, we would reassure the patient that this is a benign lesion. It is not mandatory to uh, treat a fibroadenoma, they are safe to leave alone. Uh, if a patient chooses to do so, we would always uh, encourage them to remain very breast aware, and if they felt the lump was changing, they should always seek the referral and reinvestigation. In terms of removing a fibroadenoma, the options come down to open surgical excision which can be done under local or general anaesthetic uh, and this simply uh, is a procedure to uh, remove the lesion from the breast and they will typically shell out uh, quite easily from the surrounding breast tissue. One of the things we must take care about is the cosmetic aspects of any open surgery for a fibroadenoma. So whilst it's very easy to make a cut in the breast uh, over the palpable lesion, uh, you must also always take into account the placement of your surgical scars, particularly as you are uh, typically dealing with uh, quite a young patient group.
and it is possible to move five bandanas in any part of the breast, either through a periareolar scar or a scar in the intramammary fluid, which obviously gives quite good cosmetic outcomes to this type of surgery. The other way of removing a fibroadenoma is using ultrasound-guided uh, control in the form of a vacuum-assisted biopsy. And this is a procedure that allows us to remove the fibroadenoma in the breast clinic using local anaesthetic um, and using a, a vacuum biopsy uh, piece of equipment to remove it in bits and totally remove the lesion. And this obviously has the advantage of avoiding a large surgical scan in the patient. So thank you very much, Miss Courtney.